Welcome back to Bottom of the Net Podcast, episode 7. Uh, today we got, you know, we got the usual cast in the building. Cal, Kyrie, and Kay in the building, just the, the OG4. Um, today we're going to be talking about some good topics. Uh, we're going to be talking about what's the hardest position to play in the NBA right now. Top 5 NBA, MVPs in NBA history. And we're going to talk about a little bit more after that. Get it. Thanks. Get it. Um, first, we will be jumping into what is the hardest position to play in the NBA right now. Kyrie, would you like to start us off, please? I'll pop it off. All right, so the hardest position I pick is guard, honestly. I don't know if you want me to break it down. You point guard, shooting guard. Point guard or shooting guard. I mean, you me, guys, me, are you just, there's a lot of combo guards in the league, so too, the though. So you feel me? The guard position. Yeah. Okay. So I, yeah, but uh, you know, point guards. I mean, nowadays they expected to have a a high IQ, a pretty a pretty deep bag when it comes to their playmaking abilities. Uh, now I, I would say most are expected to play pretty good defense, unless like their offensive bag is just crazy to the point where, you know, you don't even really pay attention to the defense. But uh. The only flaw or or low point I could find for shooting guards that I personally thought, you know, they're expected to score. Well, if you're a scoring shooting guard, you're expected to score, but that could come with a lot of uh, a lot of pressure too. Like if you average 19, 18 a game, then now you have a little slump. I mean, you averaging 11 and 12 points for a couple games straight, it could be hard to to break that to break that slump that you have. So that's why I pick guard. Gotcha, gotcha. I ain't mad at that. Cam? Uh, the hardest position in the league right now I think is hard to play is the point guard position. And I say more so point guard is because you have all new talent coming in, games evolving, and you still have all people that are still in the league, been doing it for the longest. So now you have these young ones coming in, playing with the old heads, hey, Got to teach them a lesson or two. But then again, it's like outside of that, you have all of, yeah, Forge. Like, yeah, LeBron, he's going to play the one all of a sudden. So, like, what the fuck am I about to do with this? This man's 6'9", 240. Like, I have to guard that. And I'm 6'3". Like, bro, that, that ain't going to work. You got Benson at 6'10", playing point. Like, it's, it, I feel like point guard is too too much of a mixed match. It's like, bro, what are like, hey, you can throw in the woods playing point guard. Um, and then there's there's just like too many shifty guards in the league right now. So this is like, bro, you got to make sure you got some defense coming in the league playing the guard yeah. and have that IQ too. Because not, let me say, not many people have that. But more, more people are more focused on scoring as a guard when they come in the league than being a point guard. Okay. 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 What you reckon? Yeah. So I'm agreeing with the uh, the house here. Um, I feel like the point guards, the newer point guards, especially, like mm-hmm. it's so many different, you know, abilities. You can shoot. You can dribble. Um, you can play defense. Like guards like Lamelo, Luca, um, Curry, Kyrie. Those players come to mind because they all have deep deep offensive bags. And they get to their spots whenever they can with the pick and roll. So it makes the game harder for you as a defender. 
you know, you can't hand check, you can't you can't touch these players, it's automatic fouls. And coming off screens is just annoying with these players. Their basketball IQ is out the roof. And they pick and choose when they can score and pass. And and that's the, the greatest asset of being a point guard. Now you can run the offense. And they can run the offense through you as a head coach. So it makes it easier for you to, you know, facilitate, score, and attack all three levels on the floor. I ain't mad at that. Um, I'm the oddball here because um, I'm going with small forward. <laughs> I'm going with small forward. And the reason I, I like yeah. The reason I pick small forward is because if I'm be honest, that's where the most deadliest scores are and the people who are always seeking the ball to end games and just scored at you know 30 plus and there's a lot of tweeners when it comes to small forward position too but you guys gotta think about it night in night out you're guarding lebron you're guarding you're guarding kd you're guarding guys like paul george and Kawhi. yeah paul george is a quote-unquote shooting guard through six eight and plays a three some games uh, you got any dudes like uh, DeMar DeRozan, and the list goes on. Jason Tatum, it's just it's a long list of to me the best scorers in the league. And um, as a you know, and like to piggyback off of what Cam said earlier, at the aspect of like there's a lot of guys like new people coming into the league to that spot, but there's a lot of old people in that spot still doing their thing. And um, imagine you're a rookie coming in, and your coach tells you go guard Kevin Durant. Right. Oh, you got to go guard Jason Tatum. Oh, you got to go guard LeBron. Oh, you got to go guard DeMar DeRozan. And the list goes on. And the only reason I put – it's not a big gap between small forward and a guard position for me, but small forwards are way more physical than guards. So if you're coming in the league as a rookie who's kind of light in the ass, you really think you're about to guard Kevin Durant, you really think you're about to guard LeBron, you know what I'm saying? No. And, and then there's certain, there's certain, like I said, and then you got to have some type of footwork to go guard Jason Tatum, who dribbles like a guard. And then you have to deal with a guy named DeMar DeRozan, who probably has a million and one moves just for the mid-range area. So it's just like, to me, like, the deadliest scorers play that small forward spot, and the ball is always in their hands to end game. So I just feel like that spot is the toughest spot for me. Because there's a lot of unknown, not unknown, but there's a lot of dudes who fly under the radar. Cause like it doesn't even have to be an offensive perspective. You're a new kid. Now you got Macau Bridges sitting on you all game. That's not easy to deal with. Dudes are lanky, and that's another thing. When it comes to defense, most small forwards nowadays are lanky and play defense. So it's. Just, I give credit. I give credit to like the positionless basketball that we play now. Like, yeah. Yeah. you can be a two guard, you could be a point guard, and then you can be a tweener, small forward, shooting guard, power forward, small forward, like. It's positionless, so sky's the limits for players that that are coming into the NBA. So it makes them easier for offenses to tra- transition. So that's a good thing, and it's also a bad thing. It's like, a bad thing for the the position. Of, well, the only position the bad it's it's bad for is the center position because the center yeah, position exactly. is to me personally is a lost art. Because if I'm being honest, yes. I could only name eight centers I actually like. And um, after that, you kind of just forget, or every team's playing small ball, or it's just right. it's just the center that's a body on the floor, and it kind of sucks because like we all kind of grew up in the almost almost caught the like the end of the golden age of centers, you know, Shaq, Yao Ming, uh, Hakeem, uh, Matumbo, like there's a there's a long line of dudes 
And um, even like even the power forward position, they played more in the paint and more physical. Marc Gasol, Paul Gasol, Dwight Howard. There's a lot of dudes. Andrew Bynum, they're Andrew, and they're physical basketball too. And Andrew Bynum was really good, but he just he was a crazy. But Garnett, KG, yeah. they, I feel like they do. KG like was a power forward, but it's just like yeah. that physical style. Because if you look at a power forward now, bro, they're not touching the paint. They're shooters. Nah, they're they're, they're on the shooters, perimeter. They're perimeter yeah. players, and like I missed. I feel like the power forward just turned into a small forward at this point, and the center is just a lost position. Because if you look at the top centers in the league. They play like guards. Yeah, absolutely. And like they do ask the wing to do a lot, though. So I give you that. Because you're not going. You you ask the wing to guard guards at times, and they slide in the post and guard big men off switches and stuff like that. Yeah. So I give you that. The only thing with the point guard I can say though is like they expect the point guard to be like an extension of the coach. You feel me? Like on the floor, like I mean, depending on your role, I guess nice. you can say depending on your role, but. No, you're absolutely right with the extension of a coach. Like, CP3, for a prime example, he got to be the on-court coach. Like, he has to facilitate. Like, yeah. He has That's to put his point guard is. But see, this is where it comes to, like, what Kyrie just said. Of, like, it depends on what the coach is asking for. If you go to L.A., the LA's not, L.A. Lakers coach is not about to tell you, oh, you need to be an extension to me when you got LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, really, it, depends on, it depends on the team. And if I'm, oh, like I'm going to be honest... I feel like point guards are kind of losing that I'm going to be an extension of the coach thing because I feel like point guards, they see the, the point guards in the league right now, so point guards coming in just like, oh, I want to score because that's what point guards do nowadays. So I feel like it's almost becoming a rare breed of point guards being extensions of coaches and being a floor general. Because if you think about floor general. Not really. Not really because we have Cade, we have Lamelo, we have DG. Cade's not a floor general. What? You don't think so? Come on, bro. No. Yeah, he if is, If you're talking bro. about floor general, I'm talking about – if you're going to be an extension of the coach, doesn't that mean – He you're is, bro. Winning? Kate, Kate's ceiling is what? Luca, Max, no. maybe? He's nowhere near. A little bit less? He's not going to be nowhere near. A diet Luca. Luca. I don't – He's a diet Luca. Like I said, I'm not a big fan of Kate. He, he's young, so – Why not? Give, give me a reason why you're not a big fan of Kate. I just don't like his game straight up. Yo. What about it? I told you, we all got players whose games we don't like. Yeah, like fact, so I, feel, I don't like Cade. I feel like Cade is tough, bro. You tripping? Uh, he's not a true point guard. That's the thing. He so what is he? He's big, a shooting guard. He's a shooting guard. He, what is he? Six. So seven? so Luca, true point guard? Then I don't. You know how I feel about Luca. Luca's not a true point guard either. But it also comes with if the coach is telling me I'm about to have the ball for in in, the, in my hands for all 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 the damn game. What do you expect? We we had this conversation on one of our other podcasts. If I'm going into the game and the coach is saying, all right, bro, you're going to have the ball in your hands for most of the game, you're going to make something happen. And Luca, you could watch Luca highlights and be like, oh, he's a great playmaker. Yeah, look at the time on the clock. There's five seconds on the clock. He's getting double teamed. Is he not going to make that pass? I would hope. The way you feel about Luca I'm is the way guy. I feel about De'Aaron. De'Aaron Fox, this- man, I'd see. I'm not a big fan of D Fox either. I feel like he's an above average guard, but you're staying in that ceiling. There's you're stuck in that area. You can't shoot. You're, you're playmaking subpar, and you don't know how to win. When you had a bunch of young talent in Sacramento, yes, coaching's not the greatest, but there was enough young talent in Sacramento for you to make something happen. Especially if you're one of the best guards in the league. 
But I don't like that you don't I, like Luca. That's I, I, it. I, I, I'm not saying I don't like Luca, but when it comes to like people like, oh, he's a great playmaker. I'm not a fan of that. Oh, about playmaking, okay. I'm gonna keep it a buck. I ain't never see a player come in the league like Luca. Like he came in on not. some my player in. Of course like, not. You've been playing. You've been playing NBA. Play, you've been playing NBA like, players since he was 15. He was playing. Pro, he was playing pro basketball in Europe against top players that played for their country since he was 14, 15. So it's just like he came in. And this is the difference because he grew up playing physical basketball, where like European basketball is completely different from the NBA. It's more team basketball. Mm-hmm. It's more physical. It's more gritty. It's not a lot of ISO. So imagine coming from that to where you pretty much get an open field, an open playground. I expected him to be great. But for Lucas' size and, and the position yeah, he plays, he's a great playmaker, bro. You can't knock that. He's a I great playmaker. Saying, he's I'm basically saying, a shooting guard, point guard. Great. I'm not saying great. Again, he's a great playmaker. Come on, Cam. He's, he's not a great me, playmaker. No, bro, if you watch his highlights, if you're a great playmaker, you should be making plays before five seconds left in the shot clock. It's uh, all the time he Yo, does that, though. It's a you, lot you of times. It's a, not a couple. It's a, not a couple, and you know that. But if the offense is being run through him, what do you expect from him? You know what I mean? If it's if, if 90% of the offense is pick and roll with Luka Doncic at the top of the key and it's, a big I don't, rolling. I, don't, I generally believe that's not the offensive scheme. I think he gets on the floor and like, yeah, this is it, bro. He runs, the, he runs the team, bro. You don't think Jason Kidd implements the offensive exactly, scheme? Exactly. You're telling me Jason Kidd's only offensive scheme is a pick and roll game? Yes. It's, it's working. It doesn't matter. His offensive scheme is find the mismatch on the floor. <laughs> Thank you, bro. That's it. That's it. You're iso bowling the whole game pretty much. I've been to a Mavericks game. I watched it in person. Can't can't can testify to this. Cal, they don't have a real offense, bro. Kyrie, what Kyrie just said, that's it. Find the mix match. Run the pick and roll. Make it happen right now. But he's a good good playmaker. I can't give him that great stature yet. I need to see something else. what makes it, what what would give him the great playmaker stature? Make make other players besides your big score, like like a he does though. Dorian Reggie Dorian, Bullock. Reggie Bullock barely touches the ball. Dorian's a power forward. Think give me all right. Give me guys like LeBron. LeBron, everybody on the floor is scoring. Chris Paul, everybody on the floor is scoring. You're not just going to one guy play after play after play. If it works, it works. But I'm not going to say you're a top-tier playmaker when I'm seeing the same play every 50 fucking times down the floor. Trio. Don't get me started. Oh, Trio. Like, that's the same thing. No, he's in the same category. He's the same category as Luca. You run the same play every... You think you think Trey Young's a great playmaker, bro? No, no, okay, okay. And this also is a big thing for playmaking. If you're a great playmaker, you make people around you better. Who have they made around them better? Because Luka just drove his best teammate out of Dallas. He didn't drive him out of Dallas. Don't push that narrative. They didn't he want did. to sign, bro. Out of there, bro. Mark Cuban threw him a $106 million contract. 
What do you mean they didn't want to sign Who? him? Mark Cuban threw it You're at talking him. about Brunson? Yes. I'm talking about Brunson. Yes. Uh, I was talking about Porzingis. Oh, uh, no. Nah, KP had to go. KP had to go. KP. First of all, first yeah. of all I, heard, I read in the article oh. that the Knicks offered Brunson a contract before the Dallas could even offer them yeah, a contract. Yeah, Mark Cuban still threw him a $106 million contract. It was still there. He put it out there like it was available. It's just the Knicks was OD and then and his pops works there. Exactly. So what do you mean? He didn't run him out of there. He did because if you look at the stats of when they're on the court together and when Luca's off the court, his stats go up. When Luca's on the court, his stats Of course go up. they're gonna go up. He's gonna have the ball in his hands. I don't know. Again, I'm still don't think Luca but again, back to what we're saying. If Trey Young and Luca are great playmakers, who around them has gotten better? I think Clint has gotten better. Clint for sure. Clint gotten better with Chris Paul and James Harden. Yeah, I was so, about to say, Rock is Clint. They, that, made, that, I they yeah. made Clint for Trey Young. They was like, okay, here. Trey Young hasn't done anything different with Clint. Because if you made him better, he, he hasn't. He hasn't. Name something Clint does different. I mean, he, he doesn't do anything different, but he made him. Okay, he's average. He's the same. <laughs> he's the same. <laughs> he's a, I retract. I, I, have this, I have this argument with a lot of LeBron fans. I think LeBron's a great playmaker, but I don't like when they be like, oh, he makes people around him better. Y'all can't name me one player LeBron has made better career-wise. J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith played better when he was in New York. You know that. <laughs> you know that. Uh, New York J.R. was different. I'll give you that. I give you Don't that. get me wrong. I'm not going to bring up like... So, uh, let me answer this question. I know you're a big CB3 fan. Who has he made better SGA for throughout sure. his tenure? SGA for, Who? SGA for sure. He's made SGA better. Before Chris, think so. before Chris Paul got there, his stats were lowered. Chris Paul got there, SGA stats went up. And I could say that. That's it. I, That's the only one player. Uh, I could say I could say Blake Griffin too. Uh, he definitely helped him in that area. I'm not gonna say a lot because it's hard to make people better. What's uh? What's that? Uh, but Chris That's my Paul point. got people he done it to. You know what I'm saying? I- Back when the Hornets, the Hornets, or I don't know what when it was the New Orleans Hornets. Yeah, New Orleans Hornets. Was Tyson Chandler on that team? Yeah, he made Tyson Chandler yeah. better too. He made Tyson Chandler. Tyson Chandler was on the team USA. That's team what I'm saying. So how do you, how didn't Trey Young make Clint Capella better or John Collins better? I'll give you yeah, John. I'll give you John. I'll give you John. Like, yeah. Exactly. Okay, but let's and, let's, and let's, let's go back to Luca. Is gonna make Luca is gonna make Christian Wood better. This that I was just about to get to that. That is going to be, are you great or are you just good? If Christian Wood's stats goes up and you see it, like you could see it, like the eye test pass too, I'll give it to you. But if he declines, I, I'm sorry. Because you can't, and I, and I said this before, you can't run a pick and roll every play with a guy like Christian Wood who already knows how to score off the dribble. Why would you go mm-hmm. backwards and go pick and roll all game? And I hope Jason Kidd gets on him about that. I hope they implement because that's low-key why KP had to go too because KP could score better on his own. Why are you going to stick him in a pick-and-roll all game? And that's why he was complaining. You stuck. Don't get me wrong. KP gets hurt a lot too. Whatever. So is that Luca's fault or is that more of coaching? I think it's both because Luca. Probably the coach and the I think, I think that it's, they, I think it's coach and Luca. I give Luka. it 70-30 coaching to Luca. I'll say 60-40 because Luca, you – Bro, at the end of the day, we all know whose team is Dallas. We know whose team that is. We know you could do anything you're on the court. You know damn well you could set up KP with no problem, bro. Because, again, back to the Boston game that I went to, KP was playing better when he was just getting the ball in his hands, not through a pick and roll. 
And if you're such a great playmaker, you could set up things where K- where KP doesn't have to come for a pick and roll every play. Right. That's that's the thing. And then you know a lot of things you know people don't talk about with LeBron too. LeBron leads league history in turnovers. No one talks about that. <laughs> Why don't we talk about that? Do we, know, him, we, do we cut him some leeway because he's a small forward? We we cut him. I cut him some leeway because he's not the best ball handler, and he has the ball. I'll give you that ninety percent of the time. I'll give you that when he's he's the offensive initiator. What about you know what about, he has that title? What about John Stockton though? The ball was always in his hands. But John Stockton was just diamond one person, like you always say. You know, You're damn right. I'm alone. <laughs> Damn right. All right. So he's not going to have a lot of turnovers if he's just making easy bounce. Braun likes to be risky, and you can see it in his game. He has a a lot of flashes. Yeah. Yeah. Trust his teammates a lot. Nowhere near that man in turnovers. I mean, it's two different games. It's two different games. So you're cutting him some leeway because he's at that small forward spot. I'm cutting him some leeway because he's fucking LeBron. That's why oh. I'm talking about. Like, I'm not going to question the dude. He, he, leads, he leads a lot of categories for small forward, that, like points, assists, rebounds, maybe even steals and blocks. Like, bro is all around great. So I can't sit here and be like, oh, just because he averages mad turnovers, let I'm going to. Let it be Kobe with his uh, bad field goal percentage. People be on his what ass. What the fuck? Bro, you know we don't give a fuck about that as Kobe fans. Uh, I don't they know. always say that, oh, he has bad field goal percentage. LeBron's a good playmaker, but I hate when people try to say he's the best passer all the time. Like, you got to drop that. No, he's not. So, Come on, so, bro. So many people say that, bro. So many people say it. it they on his so nuts. Bad. Yeah, LeBron's sexuals go crazy. Where the hell I man? I think I had him like in the bottom 10 when we did yeah, the Yeah, I, I had him at the bottom 10 just because you're a small forward doing what you're doing. But he was, on, on the passing list? Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't cracking. I think I'm at, I had him at like five or some shit like that. He wasn't cracking my top five with them turnovers. Mm-mm. You're a hater. No, how am I hating? It's, you're literally, a hater. it's literally about passing. If I was a hater, he would have been. I get it. Would have been my top If it's 10. about passing, he's be, one of the greatest passers of all time. You can't be one of the greatest passers of all time with that amount. You're leading league history of turnovers. I hear you. That's a bad. That's you. a bad ratio. I hear you. We would have if, if if we went off that type of stats. We wouldn't be criticizing him on his bad finals record, and people kill him off that. So it's like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cut you leeway because you made yourself a playmaker. When it comes with playmaking, it's turnovers. You league league history with turnovers. I can't cut you slack. You turn into a playmaker, so that means you went for this. It's not just like I'm gonna do this here and there. No, he turned himself into a playmaker, so them turnovers come along with it. So I'm I'm not cutting you slack. But again, with the final shit. I don't know why people give a fuck about that. That shouldn't even be a thing, it's because a thing. he's won four rings. It's a thing, but how many? He's how, won many four. Times, how many times it took him? That it, it's just. That's tough. But it's it's hard because you got You you know when you're the greatest of all time, you get compared to a guy named Michael Jordan who won six in the finals. He, uh, he dubbed com- himself that. You, you get compared to guys like Kobe who had a positive finals record. You know what I'm saying? Curry Curry got a positive finals record his damn self. But look at the team. Curry was. Oh, no, 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 I'm not. No, no, I'm not comparing LeBron's situation to Curry. I was just saying. Like, okay. Just, okay. As long as you're not doing that. I was just speaking just out like out in the air. But it's just like the thing that hurts LeBron in a sense with his legacy 
is honestly his longevity in a sense. Because since mm-hmm. you're always going back to places and doing it over and over again, you're not going to win every time. And like, if you're going to, like, if people are having debates, they're going to bring up the losses. But I'm not going to bring up losses, bro. You still did the job. Yeah, you got the job done. Is James Harden not a good playmaker? Yes, he is. He's a great playmaker. I'm a Harden fan, and I, I can't fully agree with it. What? How are you a Harden fan, man? I'm a Harden fan. I can't fully agree. Like, yes, he is, but it's like. He only only goes to the center. Who? He only passes to the center. They do do high pick and rolls with him, too. Like, very. Bro, average like 10 assists last season. You don't don't think it's hard to average 10 assists with Joel Embiid on my team? Bro, he did Didn't he do it on the Nets as well? Mm, Yeah. But he went went to Claxton all game. Claxton's, a, so Claxton's a great pick and roll center. Like that boy jumps off his feet so quick. Bro. So, so Harden make Claxton yeah, better. Harden make Claxton better. He, kind of, but how? He's young. Yeah, what do you young. mean? Was, it, it, you said a great player playmaker makes their teammates better. Harden yeah, make Claxton better. So he's a great playmaker. How did he make Claxton better? In what area? What do you mean? In what area? He gave him easy points. That doesn't make free you, lob. That doesn't make you a better as, player. As a big man, that doesn't make you a better player, though. You said, I'm saying he makes him a better player. He makes yeah, him he's a better player. When well, he's on the court with Harden, yeah. But he, he, was, exactly. he was still doing it when Harden left, so did Harden really make him better? No, not as much, though. Yeah, because not as much. Nobody, you think, you think Kyrie's running a fucking pick and roll game? That's what I'm saying. Also, the point if you're running, oh, this is the thing with guys like that. If you're running a high pick and roll for 60% of the game, what do you think is going to happen? But why is that a detrimental to the to his playmaking? If the coach wants to run pick I and roll for 60 I want to see you make everybody around you better. Like a fucking Magic Johnson. Like Bro, Chris Paul. You can make it a thing. Oh, my. You don't see Golden State. Like, the game has changed. You don't see Golden State running the high pick and roll, and they got the best shooter. Of, they got the best shooter of all time. Like, you don't think I want to pick and roll again? Pick, pick. Because they have the greatest shooters of all time. You're making my point, bro. I'm not making a point. If I'm the greatest shooter of all time, why not just why not just get an easy bucket every? Yeah, set the screen. I'm gonna go shoot like Trey Young because that's they do. That's why they want to. Yeah, but it's not a high pick and roll. That's why you're not hearing me. It's not the same. No, it's not in Golden State. No, it's not. It is not a high pick and roll. As a Golden State fan, is it always a high pick and roll? <laughs> Hell no! But you got to think, think about Steph off ball movement too, though. He does. That's a what lot. I'm saying. It's not the same play over and over dude, and over and over and over and that's over. That's the game of the NBA. It's the easiest play, bro. I think Golden State, and that's what makes you a great playmaker. You can make shit. the easiest no, play look routine. Pick and roll doesn't make you a great playmaker, bro. I could go in the league. Just, I could go in the league and do that play. And he's not a great playmaker. Yo, bro, you know how I feel about that man. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do that, bro. We can't just, we just, we just can't make dudes to Magic Johnson and expect them to be great playmakers. Nah, we can't do that. No, bro, it's not hard we to make your other teammates. You can. It's not hard to get to the ball, get the ball to your other teammates if you're a great playmaker. It's not hard. Harden does it all the time. That's my point. But think about it though. Think about LeBron's teammates on them old Cavs team too, though. Like, he was bro. passing to them. He wasn't running a damn pick and roll game. 
<laughs> like that's so why, I, but that's why I have LeBron high. I said the only reason I criticize him is the turnovers, but I still have him in my top ten. But listen, that was a different era. They were running pick and rolls like why, that, why, were they? Why, why, why do you think Golden State went in the chips though? Because they're not doing that dumbass play every fucking time they go down a damn court. A high pick and roll doesn't make you a great playmate, Calvin. I will put a million dollars on you to go to the NBA and run that play. I know you could do it. Was that, was that going to make you a great playmaker? No, it's an easy play to run. But if you're doing it consistently every night, why not? If we're, if I'm averaging what team won like that? What team won like that? Oh, in, all, in all reality, what team has ever won just doing high pick and rolls? Sixty percent of the game. That saying, that, no, no, saying, if you're saying it's so I'm easy saying, and it's so, it's, if it's, win, I'm talking about being a great playmaker. But it, being a great playmaker, you're being wins a situation where it doesn't need to be. So what? If I'm a great playmaker, why am I gonna keep on running the same play where it's not getting me nowhere? It's a fucking words, Cam. Works. It where? fucking works. In what area? Just getting a couple points and not what? winning. If you're a great playmaker, your team is winning. No. But we're talking about two different situations, though. I'm, I'm we're talking about a player them, being put, a great I'm putting them together. I'm putting them together. Easy. I'm putting them together. Does a great playmaker does a great playmaker lead to winning? Yes or no? Yeah. No, because Chris Paul. Hey, bro, they they made great runs, but at the end of the day, that dude got he got bad juju from New Orleans when he forced his way out of there. Hey, man, you, you know my theory. The you, you know my theory on this too, because AD is a part of it now. AD is a part. AD gets hurt every day. I'm, I swear <laughs> to God, why you think Zion said, "You know what? I'm staying." <laughs> why you Why you think that? Word. Why you think that? If you're, yeah, I swear to God, maybe it's a conspiracy theory for me. When you're in New Orleans and you're a star, don't ever dare to ask to leave. Why, why do you think Drew B's never left? Not so fine. Yo, bro, this nigga. I believe this guy that. is making shit up. He's making shit up. You know, Look what happened to Reggie Bush when he left. Yo, bro, we can talk about it. <laughs> you, It has to be an all-natural way out. Tyson Chandler was New Orleans. He got traded. Real natural. I don't to say that. Real natural. Where'd he go? Win a ring. Rides out for the rest of his career. No injuries. That's are reaching. David West. David West. David West. Warriors. Rides out his career. You're reaching with the voodoo shit, bro. James Posey. <laughs> I'm a sleeper pick. James Posey. Traded out. Goes to Boston. Wins a ring. They don't like... AD forced his way out. Sat out a whole year. Ask for that trade. Okay, obviously, you get the trade. You get what Chris Paul was supposed to get. You get to go play with the best player in the league. You get your ring. He got a ring. And now look what happens. You sneeze by the guy, he gets hurt. Chris Paul, you forced your way out. You said, I want to leave. Go to go to LA Clippers. Have one of the best teams in the league. Make it to the playoffs every year. Y'all all get hurt. Let's talk about it. Zion, you could probably be one of the best young talents the NBA ever seen. You could go to any team in the NBA, but you decide to stay. Let's talk about it. It's a a conspiracy theory, bro. It's a a conspiracy theory. Okay, now Reggie Bush. Bro, we can't we can't transition <laughs> to this, bro. We're not doing this today. Not tonight. No. Look, man, we're not doing this tonight. Anybody listening from New Orleans, I love y'all. We support y'all. Bottom of the net is with New Orleans. 
Steph somewhere cheesing looking at this right now. <laughs> he said, hey, man. Hey, go ahead, brother. I'm a size, I'm a size 12, Steph. Bless the kid. <laughs> oh, my God. Bro, you about to get that billion dollar deal with Under Armour. Nah, for real, though. For real. But from so, Westbrook, Westbrook, we, 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 we not going to act like that was an amazing year for Westbrook, though. It was a decent year. It was a it was a great year. Redemption it was a year great for real. year. That was that but, was. Let me get all this pain I got in my chest out on this court. That's what he did. Like his boyfriend left. Word. Bro, he was a seventh seed. I don't even jack that. I don't jack that MVP. Not really, bro. You don't think he was so? Was a seventh seed? Nah, bro. I'm not jacking that. Harden should have won that shit. Harden was complaining about that. I one. said that. I oh, say this all. He was a seventh seed in up, the West. He put up 31 points per no. game, 10.7 rebounds a game, 10.4 assists a game, averaging 1.6 empty steals. Empty stats. Empty ass stats. Yeah, empty. Okay. Okay. That's empty. empty, bro. That's empty? Bro, he was... the. I was watching a play where Steven Adams... Got out the way and let Westbrook rebound the ball to get a triple double. That's how you know them shits was empty. Bullshit. Don't shake your head, bro. Nah, that's just his awareness. That's his teammates' awareness. That is his teammate awareness. It's Steven Adams. You know Steven Adams is going to do that for him. I'm not making it, but. Number four, 2011, Derrick Rose. No, he's the youngest MVP ever. So I, I, that gave me that gave me a huge boost to put him up a little bit higher on my list, but uh, yeah, that Bulls team was crazy. Well, dang, they had Kyle Korver, right? Uh, I think Carlos that's. Was, I it was Luol Deng, Joakim Noah. They had Boozer. They had Ben Gordon for a little bit too. I remember Kyle Korver was on his way out. Was Jamal on? No. Or was it? Nah. Mm-mm. 
Nah. Jamal was on the Bulls. Jamal was in. <laughs> Jamal was like, I think he was heading to LA at that point. Yeah. I think that's what the move was. Before he went to LA, he was on Golden. It's somebody else we missing. I'm picturing in the yeah. Bulls uniform. Yeah. So, um, Tony Snell? <laughs> nah, bro. Yeah, don't get nah, he ain't, nah, he, yeah, he ain't come in. He ain't come in. So, in. Uh, all right. That's a solid list. <laughs> I feel like you don't think so. Solid. But, uh, but, oh, yeah, I said number three was Hakeem. I, honestly, I would have put him a little bit higher on my list, but like that that's that's probably the most impressive. Mm-hmm. But like Michael Jordan 96, that's just he did that for the culture, bro. That was one of them years that that stamped in the history book. Like 96, 97 Bulls, like ask any whole head about the 96, 97 Bulls. They'll try to poke you up. You say <laughs> like I'll poke you up. Oh, All right. And then Steph Curry, 2016, my number one. But that was for me the only unanimous MVP for real. So like, like you, Go he got it. Everybody, it. he got it. So he got it. Like, <laughs> all right. Okay, all right so, uh, honorable mention. I have LeBron, 2013, with the Heat. I got him. He's an honorable mention. And at five, I do have Russ for at five. <laughs> at four, I don't have 96 Jordan. I have, I believe, it was the 88 Jordan. It's like when he was younger. Mm-hmm. The man, he had a, he mm-hmm. was a, mm-hmm. no, nobody. Yeah, he was oh, a oh, MVP, all-star MVP, and defense player of the year. Average 35, mm-hmm. uh, 35, 6, and 5. Don't get camp started. He went on over there. Cal, I'm skipping you. No, I'm, skipping not, you. I, it, it, I'm skipping you, Cal. You go last. That's the low-cut Jordan oh, with the little bro. chain. Look, I'm about to sound that's... like an old head because Cam didn't even say his full stats. I don't care. Bro put up 35, 6 assists, 5.5 rebounds, averaging 3.2 steals a game with 1.6 blocks. It was only his fourth season in the league. And one defense player of the year. That's the and all star, NBA all star MVP that year, too. With that so, Kim, do you have him at one? I got him at one. Or, that or is two. the best MVP of all time, bro. Put up. No, nah, I have Jordan at four. Nah, no, that, that was That four. Jordan's one for me, but can't finish your list. Uh, at three, I have Giannis at three. Mm-hmm. I have Giannis at three. Defense player of the year, MVP. Uh, He didn't get to the finals that year, but the next year, I'm like, he got to the finals, finals MVP. Um, at two, I have Hakeem for obvious reasons. The man had a hey, NBA champion, MVP, defense player of the year, and finals MVP all in one. Like and he, if being technical, I feel like he should be number one, but. I have Curry at number one because the unanimous that that that's well, the yeah. only thing. It's the unanimous. Like, yeah, if it wasn't for unanimous, if it wasn't for that, Curry's number two. Really, really, Curry. Really, Curry probably four if it wasn't for unanimous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not gonna argue that. Not if it wasn't for unanimous, we know you're not. We know you're not. I know you're not arguing. <laughs> um. I'll do my list. Uh, I have I have Giannis 2019-2020 at five. 
I got LeBron James, 2012-2013 at four. I got James Harden, 2017-2018 at three. I got Wardell, uh, unanimous season at two. And I got that Jordan 87 season at one. So I'm going to just go over the ones that we didn't really talk about. Like Giannis, uh, 2019 season. He had a DPOY and MVP. I know Kay talked about that. Dude averaged 29-13-5 in one block. You know, he led the team to 60 wins. And I really liked the Harden season where he was averaging 35-8. and eight. He was snubbed twice for the uh, MVP. He had seven 40-point games. He had two back-to-back 51 games. And he had a 60 bomb against Orlando. So that was different. Um, Wardell's unanimous, you know. We don't even really have to talk about that. Dude's a monster. He was shooting. He made 402 threes, shooting 50, 45, 90, bro. Mm-hmm. That's just saying a lot. Like, you hear those numbers and you're like, no way. But that's video game shit for him. And then we got that Jordan MVP season, 87, 88. Dude averaged 35, 5, 6, and 3 with 1.6 blocks. He was playing center. I'm convinced. Guys, don't, for, don't forget the 3.2 steals again. Don't forget that. Bro, like you were playing the perimeter. Yeah, he was playing, he was playing my career on rookie. He was playing my, my career. Yeah, bro, like that's the type of shit, dude. Black Jesus, <laughs> black Jesus, black Jesus, black Jesus. Black, bro. At one point eight blocks. Yeah, one point six blocks. One point six that, blocks. With yeah, three, bro, bro, it's three point two steals. It's no crazy, one's doing that bro. today, bro. Like you can't make a player like that in two K unless you create him. You're playing on rookie. Like like my league or some shit. But you can't. <laughs> Yeah, bro, and, and the slider's got to be all the way up for you to be dogging dudes yeah, all game. 1.6 blocks is crazy. Like, come on. What you mean, bro? I do that on my career all the time. Put that thing on Ricky. What you mean? That's nah. <laughs> mind you, mind you. Uh, it's all right, though. But, yeah. But but also, his PER was the highest ever in the league. He had 31.71, which is crazy, bro. That's not even – that's unheard of. Like, not a real to have the greatest PER in 87, the league just started formatting all those fucking – it was only his fourth season. Yeah. It was only his fourth season. Bro, I'm like, he was still the young guy coming to the league, they're dominating. They're like, I like, I like, like Kyle's list. I like Kyle's list. I like it. Uh, my, uh, Appreciate it. Um, So, for me, at five, I got Westbrook, 2016-2017. 31 points a game, 10.7 rebounds, 10.4 assists for 1.6 steals. It's just crazy. At four, I got Curry. Um, 20, 2015, 2016, 30 points per game, five rebounds, six, six assists, 50 from the field, 45 from three, 90 from free throw line, and led the Warriors to a 73 and nine record. Unheard of. At three, I got AI 2001. Um, undersized guard, you put up 31.1 <laughs> points per game, 4.6 assists to nobody's. Uh, 3.8 rebounds, and he averaged 2.5 steals. I feel like that goes under the radar. And, um, you, you know what I'm saying? He cared about Hold on, say it again. He averaged 2.5 steals. 2.5 steals. Which goes, Jesus. That goes very under the radar. goes very under the radar. How the fuck was he getting 2.5 steals Crazy, a night, bro? Right? What was he doing? Pick on Pickpocket. Pick <laughs> yeah, he was, it, so, after, I got... I got at two. I got LeBron, 2012, 2013. I just remember watching him. Like, dude was on just on another planet. He put up 26.8 a game, seven assists, eight rebounds, 1.9 steals. Definitely was supposed to win DPOY that year, too. 
got the ring. Right. But yeah, and then at number one, I got 87, 88 Michael Jordan. I don't care if I keep it talking. 35 a game, six assists, <laughs> five rebounds, 3.2 steals, or 1.6 blocks. In your fourth year of the league, black Jesus, brother. Mind you, bro, wasn't even bald yet. When he got bald, that's when the rings came. That was the low cut, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, low cut. But yo, just yeah, 30, I don't care, bro. 35 a game, bro. To, to add on and to then, your LeBron, and then thing. to go go play defense too, like you you like you like you you the god. Come on, bro, that sounds crazy. Yeah, that is fucking crazy. But to add on to your LeBron take, he also won a gold medal that year. Yeah, and then he and then he ran it back and won a Finals MVP and an MVP the following year. Yeah. So that season was very underrated by LeBron, bro. He didn't get a lot of credit for that season. Nah. Um, but I, 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 I'm surprised that he had that AI MVP. I'm not gonna lie. No, I was. I thought about it. I thought about I, it. I wanted. I to thought about it. it. What, I saw the shooting splits. I was like, "Fuck no!" I don't care, bro. You're fucking, fucking five nine on a good day, five eleven on a good day, putting up thirty one a game, bro, with a bunch of nobodies. That's why I cut him some slack on the shooting splits. I, I am harsh on him on that. But Cal, you can't name his second best teammate on that team. Yeah, you're right. Don't say Eric Snow. Who's that? Who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Who? And Rajon, Rajon, Rajon Bell was a rookie and dead ass averaged one point the whole season. Yeah, we're not joking. It was a Matumbo who wasn't the greatest. They had Tony Kukoc for half the season, which was helping them, but then they traded him. Weird move. Tony Kukoc. Sound like a Philly move. He sounds like a Philly move. Super Philly move. <laughs> but y'all list was uh y'all list was alright. I like I like a K's list. Uh K's list is okay. Y'all yeah, putting Curry on one is max though. Yeah, that's, I I hey, it's I, only the unanimous what? that puts him up there. He doesn't have that. He's a piece four. Jordan's one. He choked the three one. He didn't win. That's why he, he didn't get that, that one spot. He choked the three one. In all reality, that in all reality, bro, we should all have Hakeem at one. Yeah, definitely. I was thinking that too. That season's stupid. Bro. Ha- Hakeem, Hakeem would be one, but we got to be a little bit of biased. <laughs> nah, fuck no. I'm putting Black Jesus in one. Yeah, me too. I'm sorry. Fuck that. Black Jesus. Them stats are unheard of, bro. You'll never catch a you'll never catch a player in the league doing that ever again. Mm-hmm. Yes, the skill never. level in the NBA wasn't the best. But I don't care, bro. The bro, league, the that man was, was practically still a rookie coming in doing that. That ass. That ass, bro. Like bro, I don't care. I'm like I'm 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 at all, and I wish I could. Wa- I wish I watched that season in person. Like, thirty five a game, while averaging three point two steals and one point six blocks. Like, bro, are you not tired? That man said, "Play me, play me your whole game." We're going into four overtimes. I'm playing it all. <laughs> I'm playing it all. Mind you, the league, the league still had a lot of talent, though. Magic was still playing. Larry Bird, a lot of the young dudes came in the same class as him. Yeah, Larry did not know how to tame that man either. He was like, bro, what is this? I'm going to keep doing what I do, but what the fuck? Larry and Magic, bro. The two-headed goat of the 80s. Not um, for real. Quick question. A little side note. Who are you taking, Larry Bird or Magic Johnson? Ooh. Man, I ain't going to lie. Give me that boy. Give me, give me Larry Legend. Who's my Robin? Depends on who my number two is, bro, because that's crazy. 
It does. Yeah, I don't know about taking Larry over Magic Gang. It's not. It's not bad. It's not bad. Larry, 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 Larry was more skilled than Magic. Yeah, he was. He's 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 basically what Luca is, but a little bit better passer, a way better passer. At, at, that that tempo, mm-hmm. that that nah, that made you know, a. You know why I'm taking. You know why I'm taking. You know why I'm taking uh, Larry though. How you go to a game? Tell the opposing team you gotta score all left hand points and drop thirty. All no, left hand, all left hand. You, you, you literally said I'm, I'm scoring with my left hand and dropping, and dropping thirty. That's crazy, bro. Nah, but they're both dogs, and I feel like they're, like I said, they're a two headed goat of the eighties. I just prefer Larry. Yeah, I'm taking Magic. I'm right, out. I really can't pick one. That's a tough pick for me. <laughs> yeah. Cause I love, I love Magic of how he passed, but it's like Larry is like. Larry could pass too. Put that too. thing back over the head. That's a bucket. It wasn't even over the head. It was like to the right. Uh, <laughs> hey, he couldn't see the ball, but the ball was going in. That's all that mattered. Yeah. Anyone who gonna tell you there, where they're gonna shoot and there, make there it? There is no wrong pick. They both gonna bring you rings. <laughs> yeah. Nah, for real. They both gonna bring you the rings. All right. So let's let's jump into our next topic, which I feel like this one's really really good. What was the best era of basketball so far? And this is, mm. this comes with everything, fellas. This is not just on the floor. We're talking about off the court, how it looked, the style, the swag, all that. What was the best era of basketball? Kyrie. I mean, so when I when I personally thought of era, you feel me? I thought of like a decade. I don't know if y'all did that yeah, too. Yeah, it's, like, the it's the decade. It's the decade. Yeah. Uh, so mine mine easily was the two thousands, bro. Mm-hmm. Easily was the two thousands. But that might have been because that's what I seen growing up. You know, everybody's gonna have their own preference. But like, think about think about Kobe and the Lakers. I'm just gonna fire off like seven quick names, right? <laughs> Kobe, Tim Duncan, Dirk, AI, Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, Kevin Garnett. Like, think about those teams, the players they had on those teams, the battles that they had. Like that that was entertainment right there. It was still they were still they still had a little bit of that nineties physicality in there too. They weren't all flopping like you've seen in the twenty tens and all that, but that that had definitely had to be the era that I picked. Okay, okay. Okay, what you working with? I ain't gonna lie. I'm probably, I'm too young to be picking this era. But I'm going with the 90s era. Only because I've, I've watched a lot of older videos and I just love the physicality in it. And like all the trash talking. That my, I have like a big defensive mindset when it comes to watching like any sport. So I just love the defense that was being played. It was, everything was physical, like I'm getting in your face type shit. It's yeah. that's what I love, but that that was me my personal favorite thing watching of basketball in the eras was probably in the nineties. But if I'm gonna be honest, uh probably right now is probably the most entertaining to watch. But it's it doesn't have nothing on the nineties for me because it's like I it doesn't. It doesn't give me that same energy. It's just like oh, for social media highlights. That's what this era is. It's like glitz and glam. I don't know. It's just the entertainment era. I don't know. Mm. 
Okay. I respect that. Um, for me, it's right now. We have, you know, the greatest basketball players right now in this era. We got Giannis. We got Brown. We got Curry. We got Kyrie. Bro, it don't even matter about those old. I'm no, talking about no, no, now. You. I hear you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because it's a simple fact that we can create so much space off of counter moves and step backs and side steps and get to our spots easier. Like, you look at these players and they have gifts of shooting and dribbling. And you don't see that shit. You saw Rod Strickland, but you didn't see Kyrie pulling out, like, crazy-ass bag work. You feel me? Behind the back, you're step missing, back. You're missing players, and, brother. Bro. You're missing players. And, and, it's, and I love it, though, because once you see that, you're like, okay, I can do that. Because you see them do it all the fucking time. It's repetitive. If you see Curry shoot, you want to go shoot like Curry. You feel me? If you see Braun dunk, you want to go dunk like Braun. So... They give a lot of inspiration to these youth. That's why I like this generation of basketball players. They make it easier for you to play your game. You feel me? Like, play your game. Don't be afraid to freestyle a little bit. So, I like this era a lot. Where I respect it. Everybody game got a little improv to it. Like, they all got nice. their own. I respect it. Um, I respect it. But, for me, I'm going to have to go with K. It's the 90s. And yes, I was born in 97, but I grew up with older siblings and a dad who loved basketball. So I always went back, watched games, da-da-da. But for me, it's not even just about like, just the players, like the swag of the whole 90s era. I love like the jerseys, the sneakers they was wearing, how they was coming off the court, the all-star games. Like just how like, to me, basketball in the 90s and hip hop was like one, like it's like you did, it was kind of like breakdancing on the court type. But just the it's, whole it's energy, a peaceful time. The whole energy of the 90s was good. And it, it had teams, like it had great teams, but yes, it, it just it was the dominance of Jordan on, but you had Hakeem in them, you had John Stockton, you had Mark Paxinum in Cleveland, you had the New York Knicks, you had the Seattle Supersonics, and just it was just a lot. And um I feel like the 90s had such a big influence on players, the older players, especially when it comes to the 2000s, because, like, when Cal talks about Kyrie, you got to talk about dudes like Nick Van, uh, um, Nick Van Exel. You got to talk about uh, Skip Tamalu, Rod Strickland. Uh, you got to talk about uh, Tim Hardaway cr- inventing the killer crossover. They invented a lot of those moves where dudes nowadays are just mastering it, adding a little touch to it. But I feel like a lot of that came from the 90s, and I'm with Cam on the, the physicality and the competitiveness we don't get that type of feel nowadays, and I said this before. Like, I feel like with the playoffs nowadays, they're like regular games. It's like whatever. Facts. They're regular games Facts. until they get to the chip. It's a disrespect to this generation, I think. That's a big disrespect. But it's like we watch them like, all right, if they're going to win. The game doesn't feel intense. Yeah. It doesn't feel intense until we get to the chip. Like, I didn't feel no intensity this this playoffs until I watched the chip. Really? But if really, you, if you feel even, no even if you even go back to the early two thousand, from two thousand to two thousand ten, those playoffs were a completely different world, bro. It was, it was like the battles between Kobe and Melo, just seeing them abuse each other oh. all night. Kobe going to play Phoenix or the East, whereas Boston, it's just it was just a different competitive and competitive level. Like we don't get that type of competitive level nowadays because everybody's friends. It is that, it is that, it is that. Jason Tatum, <laughs> you just lost to Golden State. 
Why are you at Draymond's wedding a week later? What you mean? <laughs> you doing that back then? They was not nah, doing that back then, but that's my point. Like, don't get me that's, wrong. It's cool. That's re- it's it's not reaching. I'm not going. You just beat me in the finals. Fuck out of here. And you just talk shit about my teammate Grant Williams. Fuck out of here. You just violated me. Why am I trying to be <laughs> friends with you, bro? Nah, bro, no, that's not even nah, bro. Just just still still play cards you to the wedding, I'm gonna show up. I'm not going. And, and you pay just my me in the finals, and you, I'm gonna go take pictures with you and cheat. I'm not happy, nigga. I just lost to you. I'm not happy. I hear what you're saying. That's, that's, that's my point. Like from from from, from the from 2020s and backwards to 90s and 80s, that's how they acted. Look at the dream team. They was beefing each other in practice, and they had to play with each other. I love that whole practice they, thing. We don't they have playing. that to competitive level. We don't have that same type of intensity. I miss that. Cal, you're telling me growing up in 2000s and seeing the playoff games from then is the same now? No, I'm not saying it's the same. But that's a, that's a huge... I know you're not saying it's the same, but I'm saying like that's a huge aspect I miss of the game. Because like when you get to the Thanks. playoffs, bro... Playoffs was supposed to feel like hell on earth as a fan. Like, we watching the game, chest tight, every game is close. I'm saying, like, Jordan, he won all them rings, but he was running. They they, they was facing cop when they got to the playoffs. It wasn't, oh, no, just, it wasn't just no easy breeze. They sweeping, bro. It's oh, because they were they dogs, bro. bro. They was bro. dogs. And nowadays, you got to worry about like, load management. Now you got to worry about players like, sitting. Trash to me. You, you didn't have to worry about that back then. But I don't know. But like, yeah. just for the '90s, for me, it was like I wish I grew up in the '90s to watch it personally. Just the swag, yeah, the nah, swagger, I'm in the moment, bro, the swagger alone. What we have swagger. right now, we have players like Giannis, level, players like Scott. As a skill level, I love that I'm watching this. From a competitive intensity level, I hate that I'm watching this. It's like I'm fifty. I'm fifty fifty. Cal, I swear to God, if we had the same competitive level and intensity. Of back then, now with this skill level, this will be hands Amazing. down the best era in basketball history, whatever comes after and whatever but was before it. Because imagine dudes like Kyrie and Curry killing each other for a playoff series. Like, not even a chip. Say if they just was both in the West and they meet first round and they dogging each other, physical and all that. Yes, it comes with rules and stuff like that. I know. But I, just, I, 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 I just, I miss those type of days like, like, I don't know, like, you think Kate, like, you, imagine, imagine, all right, imagine Boston, you know, this, this, the, the season that passed with Boston and um, Brooklyn. Imagine that was in the 90s. Kyrie and KD was about to be going out swinging and banging, bruising up with dudes and stuff. Bro, they, I'm not going to lie, they bent over and just took the L. Hmm. You're telling me you got, you I, don't think they bent, I don't think they bent over, though, because all those games were close. Like, I don't think they bent over. And was like, all right, we're going to just take it, pause. But, like, they fought. They had competitive games throughout that whole entire series. Even though they got swept, the fir- they were The first game when, two when, 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 Jason, Tatum hit the, when Jason Tatum hit the game winner, that was the only competitive game. I'm going to have to look back because I don't believe you. Because now you got to look at, you got to look at, like, yeah, at the end of the end score could be somewhat close, but you got to look how they play. You got to see how they're playing against each other, you know? That first yeah. game was when they was being the most physical, when they was going at it. And then after that, it's just like, where the fuck did y'all go? Where's Brooklyn? I don't, I don't know. It's but just, I feel like, it's, go ahead, Kyle. I feel like the point we're at, like, we can expect every error to be more skilled than the error before. 
But like the competitive factor, I feel like is going to get thrown more and more out the window. Like all these players, friends with players on Instagram and shit and shit now. So like they didn't have that back in the day. They didn't have Instagram back in the day. They got all their information from newspaper. Now imagine opening up the newspaper. You see the New York Knicks on the newspaper. Like you getting dunked on in the newspaper. Like hey, because you gotta hear someone talk trash about you on a radio host or some shit like that. Like word, like yeah, like bro, like that. All right, like for instance, um, Dejounte Murray and Powell. They had like a, a two day beef and they was friends again. Nah, that crowd was not happening back in the night. Right, that right. Went, I, that, I hear what that shit went into the With season. That, that shit so went into the season. Yeah, for a fact. It's like, like you closest thing we got to the nineties, bro, is is Trey Young playoff series at the Knicks, Mind bro. You, that's, that's the closest one. Series. That was probably that's the closest the best thing series as far as competitiveness. That was Word. one series, and the fans, hey, the fans, off to New the York fans on that. made that a good series. Not the players, yes, the fans, the fans, the fans made it feel did. like a whole time. No funny shit. If I was Paolo, I would have boxed him. See, but that's the, the energy. You you're not need. throwing a. Thank you. You're not throwing Thank a you. ball at me, Thank bro. You. And like, the no shit, funny. Like the, nah, shit no talk, the shit talking nowadays is not the same as back then, bro. Even in the early 2000s, bro, or even as soon as like, yo, bro, KG, KG told Melo his wife tastes like Honey Nut Cheerios. No, nah, that's crazy. Fuck? Hey, cause nah, Melo was waiting out. Hey, cause Melo was waiting, bro. Like you don't or see, nah, you yeah, Melo definitely was. You don't though. see fights happen no more. You don't see like, yeah, bro. yo, bro, I'm not. Melo was trying. It's to just like they don't got the same pride, bro. Yeah, but like, like, you know, like, but back to the Boston Golden State thing. Cal, you just beat me in the finals. You really want me to go to your wedding a week later? I'll send I mean, a gift. I'll send a gift. You don't. Game. You don't mind me going because you if won. If I bust your ass, exactly. You. You. No, bro. I'm sending you a gift, and it's real life going to be a fuck you gift. Okay. But I'm not going to like you until I beat you. Weird. I'm not. I don't want. Why am I going to your wedding and taking pictures with you when you when Kerry was just talking bad about my team? It's soft though. Like we all know this. He's soft as shit. Bro, but that's what that's my point, bro. Cal, you just beat me in the finals. I'm going to the wet. I'm going to your wedding and taking pictures with you a week later while your teammate was just talking down on my team in public. At the that's FC. that team USA love. That's trash. No, nah, I don't want to. That's yeah, trash. Yeah, I want to hear that. Nah. Yo, that nineties in two thousand like, from two thousand ten. I need that energy back, wrong. bro. Yeah, like they like be like, that's my big bro. That's my big bro. Like, Kobe, 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 Kobe would have been like, fuck, I'm not going to shit. Who you ever seen Kobe hang out with? The basketball. Wallahi, there you go, and brother. There you go, brother. Wilson, bro. They was never, there was never no, he was not no part of no damn D-Wade broke his nose in an all-star game and turned around and said, I love this shit. There's something wrong with you. They're sick in the head. You just got your nose broken in an all-star game. I love it. He said, I love it. I but love that, it. that competitive and intensity. That's yes, competitive. Don't get me wrong. It's Kobe. It's Black Mamba. He's higher than all, all people in that type of area. But that's what I want to see. I don't want to see you be friends, bro. I'm sorry. It doesn't make it fun. Football it's players, like, they, bro, work, like, they work mad so you can get mad. Football players work out with each other, but when they get on that field, they don't like each other. They be trying, to, they be trying to boom each other. Yeah. I want to see that in the NBA, bro. All because we work out in the summer, that doesn't mean you're my friend. 
We're associates. We're workout buddies. But when we're on that in that court during the season, bro, I'm trying to kill you every time. Yeah, I respect I'm that. Swapping, I respect that. I'm not swapping jerseys. I'm not doing none of that after the game either. Fuck you. Give me his mom. Order running his bro. Oh, everybody, bro. Everybody, <laughs> like that's why that's how they should be. That's why I lean towards Look, the 90s, bro. We need it. Like, we need this lead to be like our my career right now. 90s, 90s, right now. Like, playoff series, Reggie Miller. I mean, the Pacers against the Knicks. You think someone in today's NBA is about to run up to the star fan and tell them they choking? That's crazy, bro. They ain't doing that nowadays. Reggie walked up to Spike Lee and said, they choking. Crazy, bro. I, I want to see that energy. I want to see somebody get mushed. I want to see. I need to see full-blown. And honestly, I need I need the NBA to change defensive rules. I need to see hand-checking. You think I can't hand-check when Kyrie's doing everything in the world and I can't stop him? Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, when you play, you hand-checking back, bro. Yeah, that's everybody, 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 how, how am I not supposed to hand check when I got guys like Katie, Kyrie, Curry, Dame, DeMar? I go down a whole list of people. What the hell you want me to do? To stand there and watch? I can't touch him? Pretty much. But exactly. That's really. what takes a big big part away from the extensity, especially in the playoffs, bro. Like, yo, bro, I put my pinky on somebody. They call a foul. Get out of here, bro. This is not playoff <laughs> basketball. This is not playoff basketball, bro. That's max. It is, bro, this is max. it's not playoff basketball. It's not even I, that. I, I feel like games are getting predictable. Yeah, it's just it, I hate the predictable factor. Like I said, the '90s was there was predictable, but Jordan made them games entertaining. Them games was close, bro. Them playoff series against the Knicks and the Pacers, it was like hell on earth for Jordan when he played that young Orlando Magic team with Penny and Shaq and Nick Anderson, and, and they stole a game because Horace Grant. Like it's the intensity to level. We didn't like yeah, we're like all right, Jordan's gonna win, but now seeing him in the close games, seeing him lose a game, in the, it's like oh shit, oh shit. Yeah, like, it ain't supposed to be like Don't this. Don't get me wrong, they had the best put-together team in the NBA, but like, it's still like, people gave them trouble. And it's weird to me that it's not, our playoffs not like that because like, like you said, the skill level is so high. Every team has talent. So why are we not competing? Yeah. And now that you got to Bro, if you see Warriors in the playoffs, you might as well go ahead and say they're going to win the finals. That's what I say all the time. I, that's I, that's I literally say, how I see you know? it. Healthy Warriors? I yeah. literally say it all the, If I see playoffs like Warriors and they're healthy, nine times out of ten, I'm saying they're winning the chip. And that's not okay. My team could be in the playoffs. It doesn't matter. I'm saying the Warriors are winning. That, that is not that okay is. at all. But that's, that's the disgusting, okay. that's the that's, disgusting that's part, of, part, of, part of the NBA. Like when, when I heard Boston and uh, seeing Boston and Golden State was winning, I said, Golden State, easy. Yeah. That's not okay. You saw what ESPN posted? They posted, they posted like an 88% Boston was going to win. I'm like, these guys are fucking dumb. They just want to get... They don't they, know basketball. They do know, but yo, bro, it gets tired of posting the same they shit. fucking know anything. They do. The only time bro, I was shocked... We've been playing... We've been posting Golden State since 2014, brother. I'm tired. It is 2022. I'm tired of it. It's about, it's about to be a decade of posting. It's not, that's not even their fault, though. Honestly, they just draft well. It's not their they fault. It's, well. it's the other... The whole league's fault for not... Fucking up. They're behind. They gotta catch up. Yeah, like these teams, like Sacramento, Sacramento, the Timberwolves. I'm seeing that they're making a push. The Pelicans, they're making a push. These younger teams, like Charlotte, the Pacers, they have no direction. They have no player development. Okay, real quick. Why? How am I supposed to guard Curry if I can't hand check? You don't. 
That's you don't. horrible, bro. You don't. That's horrible. Yeah, you, your offense that high of a tier. It's like def- you only do but so much on defense. You yeah, see, you, you pray. Pray. You, you pray. So what were you saying, Kai? I couldn't hear you. So you you see him high five and stuff. They giving him high fives when he's shooting the rock. He's still netting it. Like it doesn't matter. The ball is off his hands. The ball is off his hands. It doesn't matter. Once the ball leaves his hand, you could hit him, punch him in the face. The ball is going in because he's turning around and running down the court anyway. Nah, because if someone do that to me, bro, nah, I'm tricking you up the court. <laughs> you around. You got a high five, Steph. Hey. He's turning around already. It doesn't matter. Just walk down that way. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Follow him. But is that I I would love for the physicality of the NBA to go back how it used to be because the skill level of the NBA is so high to the point where you're pretty much giving them easy baskets because I can't hand check. Yo, bro, how how are you supposed to guard someone like the top players in the league without hand checking, bro? They have a trillion moves, and KD doesn't even have to do anything. He just shoot over me if I touch him or jump under his foot. It's a foul. You have to adapt. That's bro. why there's so many high scoring games God, in today's. There was to not that many high scoring games like that in the nineties, though. How, how do you adapt to that? You adapt. The best defenders you, you, in the league play, don't even adapt, bro. Kawhi's, Kawhi's the best oh my god, stop it. I don't I think hand, I think hand checking needs to come back and I think the NBA needs to be a little more physical. X. And I promise you the NBA will be a completely different league and I think it'll be in a better direction. Because imagine the skill level with the competitiveness and the intensity. I would not miss an NBA game. No, I don't care who's playing because every team got talent. I hear you. We'll see though. Hey. They gotta do it. Like whoever loses, it's the new rule. You lose, we taking half your game check. How about that? <laughs> no. Now y'all play ball. How about that? No, they need to <laughs> motivate these players, y'all. Yeah, facts. I think every time you, fly, I hear you, you on the fun. intensity thing. I, it's like when you see them play, they like lack of days. Cool. I mess with that. If you flop, you I mess get with fun. Stop the flopping shit. Dead. Not mess with that. That's a part of the game now, bro. That's like sad. carrying is part of the game. Carrying, I ain't mad about that one. That's whatever, bro. But flopping, bro, get your twenty-five racks. Twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're complaining. Bro. Your contract was just one hundred eighty million. Twenty-five racks. <laughs> Marcus Smart, you want DPOY? I know you get a bonus with that. Twenty-five racks. It's just that's the only thing that I wish. That was changed with today's game, the intensity level. Because I promise you, if the intensity level was like back then, hands down, this would be my favorite era because of the skill level. But the intensity level and physicality is so low. And like Kyrie said earlier, the skill level is going to keep growing, but the intensity level and competitiveness is just going to continue to die out. Because you can't, Cat, like in all reality, you can't adapt as a defender. When you're guarding somebody like Kyrie, because if you could adapt, Corey Joseph would have figured something out because it's probably been 10, 15 plus years. Ago. 10, 15 nah. <laughs> nah, If you've been getting fried your whole life by one man, that's it. That's your life right there. That's your, that's your ceiling. But that's you're my just getting point. fried that's by my, That's my point. But if you could adapt, you you'd think, you think Kyrie's a genius. Okay, but, he can't figure anything out. So, so what do you do? Just let him score. You're right? going to game plan for him? Yeah. Huh? Be physical. But you can't even do that. Oh, you can't do I that. Think, nah, yeah, you, you can be physical with Kyrie. You could bump him off his spots, take him off the pick and roll. You can't. 
you both's back. But you're going to have to deny ball off rip, and that's going to be hard I, with them screens. I don't know, I don't know if y'all really right. watch Kyrie this year, but Kyrie this year is way more physical than he ever was. So people are trying to bump in, and he was dead bumping back. I'm saying. But that's what I'm he saying. Got Bring back need. hand checking, bro. Grab his jersey. <laughs> Do something. Nah. <laughs> I'm trying to see it. Hey, Cam, you already know. Every time we play on one of the app, I, must but I, like, I like that stuff, though. Like, I like when we play basketball and, like, someone's being physical with me. It makes the game a thousand times better. Obviously, don't be physical to the point where you're just doing dumb fouls on purpose. But if you're being physical, guarding me, hand-checking me, you know, get your arms around me and shit, I don't mind that. It makes the game so much more fun because now it's like, ah, you open. You know what I'm saying? But if you're just standing there in yeah. front of me, like, nigga, I'm going like, to fry you. <laughs> And then another thing with like today is that's why I say it's like this is like the glitching glam. This is the entertainment because you have all these young people come in like Mikey. This man is based off of entertainment. That man has no competitiveness at all. At least that's what yeah, I don't, feel. Don't get me started on him. Like this, that, that's all for talent. social media. He has the talent, but he, he has yeah he, he has, has talent. No, no competitiveness. Comp, no competitiveness in his heart. How are you supposed to be one of the best players in the country and not playing EYBL, the biggest tournament for high schoolers? Then you transfer Pretty out good. of a high school that plays better competition just to go back to your bum-ass high school in San Diego. This is like, bro, this is what the league is. This is the entertainment league, yeah, bro. I this agree. is social media. I agree. Kim, you got to stop criticizing 14-year-olds, bro. I'm not criticizing his game though. I love like he could hoop. I would never take anything away from him in that area. No, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm jelling, but I'm taking the like, fact about his competitive nature. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm where, that's where I, put, I put Bronny over Mikey. Mikey's better talent wise, but Bronny's better because he plays better competition and it's going to make him the better player. Bronny plays in the top of the top tournaments all year long. Even high school starts, you're going to play in the top, top, top teams in in Europe. You're getting busted. You you lost to his team from the UK. When the hell was the UK ever known for basketball? But that's my. Point. I don't know either. <laughs> that's my point. You you. But that's why I I give my you know I I tip my hat off to Bronny. Bronny isn't the best talent in his class, far from it, but he's good, he could hoop, but what makes him shine more than anybody else to me is, he's playing the top comp, everywhere he goes, AAU, he's playing top high schoolers, top ranked, you played in EYBL, you was killing, you probably, you had better stats in EYBL than your actual high school stats, Sierra Cannon is one of the top tools in the top schools in the country, and you play in the biggest tournaments in the country. So it's just like for Bron, with Mikey, it's just Mikey. I just wished he played more comp. Like don't even like I said, the talent's there. He's a hooper, but he needs to play more comp. But it's not going to happen transferring back to that school in San Diego. I, I'll give him to college till we know what his ceiling is. Yeah, but why? Like, why are you trying to go to the HBCU? I mean, let him do what he want, bro. At this, at this age, if you have a million followers, you can do whatever the fuck I hate you want. Seeing wasted talent, bro, and he has so much talent. But he needs. All right, he needs so to learn the wasted game. talent is Imani Bates. That's wasted talent. Yeah, Eastern Michigan wasn't smart, but they can't make some noise with him and Noah Farrakhan. So that's wasted talent. It is wasted talent. He's not gonna be. First of all, he should be a top. He should have never went to Memphis. He should. No. He should have just stayed with Michigan State and stayed. No, he should have. He should have went to the G League. Nah, he, he should have went, went to Michigan State because he didn't. 
Because, like, you have the talent, but now you have to understand the game of basketball, and that's what college is for. Imani needed that. Mikey. Mm-hmm. Mikey needs to go. If he doesn't go to Kansas, something's wrong with him. Because, like, you have the talent, right? But now it comes with, all right, you got to learn the game of basketball. And that's what college does That'd for a lot of people. Look, you know, look at all the Duke players, bro. They don't miss. Most Duke players that come to the league don't miss. But they're they're conditioned to do that. They're trained. My point. They is have not. the top facilities. My point exactly, but that all comes from. They're practicing with the best talent every day, though. You gotta yeah. think about it, though. Exactly, but that's, that the, they that's the perk of going with comp. So if I'm Mikey, when I'm not, will I not try to go to Kansas? It's one of the top basketball programs in the country. They still get top recruits. They're still top ten colleges. Why would I not want to go there? They have a good coach. They have everything I would need to take the next big step in my career. Maybe maybe he's afraid of showing his flaws more than his strengths. I hope not. When it comes to Yeah, yeah. Maybe he could be like maybe I'm not ready for this moment. I think that's what it could be. He's not ready to be on a college stage with millions of people looking at him because he's highly, you know, regards of a top player and he can't live up to it. So maybe, maybe he has to do with that. because he's a top player that him being naturally gifted, he I, doesn't have to put in that work. Yeah, I, 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 like, I, I agree with both of you. I agree with both of you. Yeah. I feel like he also, like what Kyle was going, like he thinks he's too good like to play these guys. He's too good. Mm-hmm. That's not a good. That's not a good habit to have because now you're. Yeah, that's not how it works. Where eventually it's going to catch up to you. Mm-hmm. It's catching up to him already. All right, instant <laughs> perfect example. He was mad that DJ Wagner was the number one ranked player in the country. Right, going on IG live, running his mouth and all that. Would you not try to go play him in a tournament? Mm-hmm. He played in EYBL and he did great. Would you not try to go to EYBL and play him there for the first time? Because you never played him yet, but you was talking crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, certain, it's it's the little things with Mikey. Like you have the talent, but like the things you do off the court and your decisions, I don't like them. It's a check his ego. It's a check. Ex. It's a check that's literally checking his ego. It's that money. Yeah. I mean, he got to provide, bro. He the breadwinner in his family. Provide what, bro? Just, I, I watch his little documentary on YouTube over time before all the, all the hype. Bros from the suburbs in San Diego. He had a nice house. <laughs> but when you live a certain lifestyle, bro, that's the lifestyle you always want to live, feel me? So I under, he has I, I to... I understand that, but... Yo, yeah. bro, your talent would have took you there no matter what. I hear you. I hear, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm saying. I, I guess, but it's just like, I hate it. Like, bro, like, I made it out the mud. Bro, you're, you're from the suburbs. <laughs> I watched your little documentary. Like, it'll be different seeing you coming out of the projects and, like, like Jelly Fam and all them dudes. They, they was coming out of the Jets. Isaiah Washington in his documentary. He was getting money, but he still had bad teeth, and he was coming out of jacks. Like, he was coming out of the projects. That's made it out the mud. Yo, bro, you, That's a fact. You coming out the suburbs, my brother. Two-car garage, <laughs> four cars, and then, like, yo, bro, what's, what's going on? Yo, money. Yo, I don't know. I just, 
Mikey, Mikey, I got questions on Mikey. Oh, but we all do. We all fucking do. Because <laughs> he, 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 he has a talent, but... Like, why? It can only get you so far when you don't work hard, bro. He's always training, bro. He has that work ethic in that area, but it's just like, why are you so scary in this area? Bro's always in the yeah, gym. Like, like, he has the talent. He has the work ethic, but it's just like, what's holding you back from being... Because I ain't going to lie, bro. Mikey could be the number one player in this class. Easy. But we need him to play the comp. That's the problem. Like, I watched his recent scrimmages, like, this year. The ones that lead to videos that probably came out last week. Of, like, him in high school right now. They look like the copy playing look horrible, bro. Mm. It looks horrible. And that's yeah, he why looks he, like he's playing middle schoolers. Yeah, and that's why he's ranked so low. I don't know, man. He probably has an agent right now telling him, like, yo, bro, just chill out. Just play these high schoolers and middle schoolers and just dog them. Get some college offers and call it a day. Oh, bro, you Get have, that NIL check. He has good college offers. He has Kansas. He has Arizona State. He has Memphis. Go to Kansas, bro. Go to the, one of the top schools in the country. I'm a DM him. I'm a I'm a yeah, I'm a DM him on Instagram later, bro. You know I'm, I'm I fuck with Mike and yeah, yo, bro. What's up? Yeah, tap him, bro. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know, Cam. I'm not jacking it. You <laughs> said I'm not jacking it. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, our last topic is going to be a little more of a discussion. I want to see where everybody's kind of feeling with this. And um, So our last topic is, do you think who do you think players who consistently get cut by teams or consistently get moved up and down from the G League should give up on their NBA dream and just pursue overseas? Route or should they just stay in the NBA and keep trying? How do y'all really feel about those type of players in those areas? Uh, well, I mean, I feel like personally, it just depends on the situation that they're in. You feel me? It's everybody's path to the NBA, everybody's NBA journey is different. Like, like maybe they have to go overseas. They want to go overseas to get a little bit more exposure. Show that they're 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 a little bit better scorer than the opportunity that they get in the NBA. But sometimes, I mean, it's beneficial to wait in the NBA and slowly develop and be under these top trainers and with the top facilities and everything like that. So, I mean, I feel like to each their own, pretty much. But you you just gotta be smart about the about the option you pick, though. That's the, that's the key thing too, though. Like, you really gotta think long term. Okay. Right. So you're you're really just saying it depends on the player's situation. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I feel like I feel like they they should go overseas because it's like your your job is not really solidified. You're going up and down from the league to the G League, and then like who knows the G League they just might let you go. It's kind of like mm-hmm. for a perfect example, I would say like. Leangelo right now, like he's in the G League. He's not. I don't think he's getting into the league. No, I would. Like, all right, like I said, I would send this man. <laughs> I would just. I would tell him. I would like, bro, just go overseas. Like your brother did it. He got got looks. 
He's in the league now. Lamelo got better. I feel like Jello. My personal opinion. Nah, we can't compare them. We can't compare them, but Lamelo did get better by going to Australia. Yeah, yeah, like he got better going to Australia. So like, Leandro, go to Australia, like learn something. You'll probably come back. But that's like either you can come back or you can stay over there and still play. Either or. But then you have like guys in the league right now, like. We we take Mike James. Like Mike James was in the league, man went overseas. Hey, he's a bucket over there. Shane Larkin in the league. Hey, over there getting the bucket. Won a chip. Back to like, back. It, it's just it, it, that, and, and that. he's one of the and highest then, players out there. Yes. Yes, he is. He he is. I think he's one of the ten. He's top five. Is he, isn't, I want he's top, five top five highest players. Top five, yeah. Top five. And then there's like other players trying to get back into the league, like like Isaiah Thomas, yes, he could fit in the league, but I feel like his pride is not letting him give up the NBA dream. I feel like he should go overseas, but is he going to do that? I don't think so. Same same way for uh, Dennis Schroeder. Even though Lakers just signed him, that was a shock. I didn't think they would sign him. But we seen him playing overseas. He looked like he was doing pretty solid there. Like, bro, why don't you try giving that out, give, giving that a chance? I know a lot of people in the league. Like Giannis, Jokic, they'll go over and go there. They'll play, go over and play for their country or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like Dennis, like bro, why don't you go over there and try that out? Like you probably make some, make better money over there, have better opportunity over there, get more playing time. Just like you can be that, you can have your team over there rather than trying to fit in on a team and be like a backup. Mm-hmm. And then like who, who else is another guy? Isaiah Thomas, I, me personally, I feel like Dennis Smith should go overseas. Oh, he should have been left. Oh, my God. Yeah. After, after Luka came in, stole his spot, and where's he at right now? Is he, he in Portland still? Portland got rid of him. He had a terrible, no, he crazy, he had a terrible thing going in New York. He had, he had some. Well, he, did, he, I think, what, after Luka came, he went to New York? He went to New York, he didn't and work out, he got dropped, and then Portland picked up. Picked him up like two, a year or two later, and that didn't work out. And now he's just sitting there again. Like he's one of those players that, like, he has that potential. He he take that overseas, bro. You can do something with that. So I I you know I think like players going up and down or struggling to get back into the league, like try overseas first, get looked at, come back, or just stay. Start an overseas career. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, because like Kyrie was saying, it all depends on the on your situation. Like some players, they have they have like situations where they can be NBA role players and bench players, but they will make a lot of more money if they go overseas. And and that's not because they're trash. You feel me? It's just like the NBA is so overloaded with talent. That sometimes you don't got a, a team for you. Prime example, Dennis Schroeder. I feel like he can't. He doesn't fit an NBA team's, you know, whatever they're trying to do. Like because he's a scoring, small scoring guard, and and he can't fit that, bro. In the NBA right now, they don't need small scoring guards. Um, maybe he'll help with his shooting and his playmaking, but I think he'll fit overseas. Mike James is another example. He's just a player who's in between. Like he was on a few NBA rosters, the Nets, the Suns, but he never made it because it's it's ultimately politics in the NBA. And he was under. And 
Yeah, you know, when you're a small guard, they don't show you no love, bro. Life's, life's, they don't want to see you shine. Life's hell as a small guard in the NBA. Yeah, life's hell. And especially if you don't play defense now, now it's 10 times worse. Now you're taking bad shots. Now you're taking bad shots on my team. Now you're wasting minutes, and I can use that for a 6-5 wing, 3 and D player. So that's, that's the issue with the NBA right now, with players going overseas back and forth. But there's a lot of talent overseas. Dante Exum, Shane Larkin, Ven- uh, Jen Vesley. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of dudes. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm kind of. Yeah. Oh my fault. Go ahead. No 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 go go. I'm I'm done with my tangent. I'm kind of I'm I'm leaning towards K in this area, and um, I do understand where like Kyrie and you are coming from about like your situation, but it's like to me. And the perfect example is, like, Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook was the perfect backup point guard, won, what, two rings, all that. Found himself Three? out of it. Was two, it was two, it was two. You're yeah, with Golden State, I think. You're thinking of Patrick, yeah, thinking of Patrick McCall. Patrick McCall won, Patrick three, McCall won three, three rings, he three-peated, three, yeah. and then disappeared. We're Rock, Toronto, yeah, we're Toronto. Yeah. But with Quinn Cook, what two, who, wait. Quinn Cook who won with Golden wait? State, and he won with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought he won two with Golden State. No, that was Patrick McCall. Back to what I was saying. Ian Clark. So Quinn Cook is the perfect mm-hmm. example to me because like he was a great backup point guard. You did your job. You played defense to your best of your ability because you was undersized. You went to two teams and helped them and contributed two rings, and then you find yourself out the league. And Quinn Cook could hoop, but. Instead of he let to me that championship pride get the best of him because like yo bro you could play overseas and be in the category of Mike James and and Shane Larkin and go get a bag there it's not like you're gonna be like not making money like you're gonna probably get an eight hundred to nine hundred million dollar a million euro contract which euro is more than an American dollar at that too you know what I'm saying so it's just like you're sitting here literally complaining to the public about how you're not on a team roster instead of just going overseas and making money to me it's just like it's a waste of your own talent in your younger years to just up down up down up down especially because the g league doesn't play nowhere near as much as overseas or the nba and then you still have the potential to get cut from a g league team so it's just like like you're all right say you're 22 you go up down for three four years you're 26 in in a blink of an eye without being on a consistent nba roster so why not take some youth years and go start your career in the Euro League and make good money and win and learn how to play basketball? Because if you do that, you could find your way back in the NBA. That's their egos, bro. You got, I you know, have to but put and, your and to me, I, I feel like a lot of players need to drop those egos. Because it's not, no, it's, it's not going to happen. happen you, you speak about grown men who sure. made it to the NBA. It's not going to happen. You, it's not going to happen. Yeah, they made it to the NBA. They made it to the highest point of basketball. But it's just what like... You I said that's part of the character they play too. Like you gotta put that in perspective too. Like think of Pat Bev. Yeah, but that kid. Perfect example. Think of Pat Bev. But where did he start his journey? Right, he is a journeyman too, though. But still, like he's where an undersized he, guard. He started defense, his journey. He admitted too. He started his journey in Russia because he he learned more about basketball. He learned his more his his role more. He came back to the league and became that that dog. He was always right. a dog, but once he solidified himself. That's when the ego came out. Right. You can't have your ego when you're not a you're, you're not a consistent player. You you don't stay on an right, NBA right. roster 
so if I'm if I'm a dude freshly drafted into a league or freshly signed to a team, why am I gonna have an ego if I'm not solidified yet? Because these teams give them the keys. Like Dennis Dennis Schroeder, when he was in Atlanta, they basically See, his, gave him the his keys. His situation was yeah. different. His situation is different. You they got gave him the, the keys, keys, so he felt like the guy. Yeah, you got your keys. You did your job in Atlanta, but everything went downhill after that. That situation is different to me. His like his, it's okay for him to have that type of ego because he he got it. You know what I'm saying? He did it. Really, is it? He earned it, but he did earn it in the area. Why? I don't why? think he They traded Jeff Teague just for him to take those. That's what I'm saying. saying. Dennis like, Smith got Jeff Teague up out of there. Dennis I mean, I Dennis, Dennis Schroeder got Jeff Teague up out of there. Then Trey Young got Dennis Schroeder up out of there too. So it's an Atlanta thing. But like, all right, I do like Dennis Smith Jr. What's your ego for? You were the guy who had the keys, and you feel like you still can be the guy. Key, like he turned down four-year, a hundred mil contract from from playing. He had the keys for a little bit with the Mavs for a little bit. Yeah, what? Oh, Dennis, 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 Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, now we're talking yeah, about, we're talking about that, yeah for he like did. a year. You had the keys for the Knicks as well. Nah, a lot of people don't know that. He didn't. He did not have full keys for the Knicks. Yeah, he did, bro. Like the back door key, not the house, not the front door. But they, but they gave him a the shot. Time, they gave key. him a shot. Now I agree with you. Exactly, with you. that's a key. But it's just like for me, like to me, for him, like you shouldn't have an ego because you never, you never became the guy. Yeah, that ego to me, like like I said, Pat Bev is a perfect example because he earned and solidified his spot. You earned to have that ego. You know what I'm saying? You fought for that. You solidified yourself, and now I'm that guy. I'm there. Remember, these players are coming from high school. With the sure. the sure. top five ranks in ESPN, sure. so they have that ego as well. And then they go to college, and Dennis didn't do bad in college. No, when he, he was at in what? NC State. Kill that exactly NC State. State. He was killing. Yeah, but bro, so, you're losing money. You're going you're going a year full two seasons without really playing fully and making no bread. You got to think about that too. You you are a hundred percent a clear breadwinner for your family. You think it's okay to sit out a year or two? Absolutely not. Especially with the day and age we're living in. But at the same time, you're asking the player to move out of America, go to a different foreign country, live in that foreign country, and play for that team that they didn't, might not possibly want to play for when they could stay in America and make a little bit more money if they get a shot. That's it. So that's, we gotta that's go back tales to what, of two stories. We got to go back to what you said earlier. You know how that, that shot becomes smaller and smaller every year because of what we said earlier. The skill of the NBA just continues to rise. And it's not even just America either at this point. Europe, them kids in Europe are hoopers, bro. The best players in the yeah. league are European. They're not from there or they're just not from America. Jokic, European. Giannis, European. Uh Luca, European. Joel Embiid, African. I, you know what I'm saying? Like the talent in Europe, and I go back to Bronny. You went to one of the you go you play for one of the top high schools in America. You just lost a game in the UK against a bunch of people we never heard of. But that 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 you can be losing the UK, bro. You know what I'm saying? But that's but that's what that's to to literally what you like what you said like to to prove is that that skill level and talent around the world because basketball is probably top five, top three most world renowned sports that. Gap to make a team is so tiny, bro. And that's why I say, sometimes take yourself elsewhere. Jimmer Fredette has a huge ego. 
huge, ginormous. Gets to the league, gets a little shot, doesn't work, but he goes right back to China because he knows he's going to make money there. Yes, it's not, especially China, because that's like such a culture shock and language barrier, but he's doing what's best for him and his family at the end of the day. If I know that I dead just sat out the league for two, three years on and off, I need to make something happen where I'm making money consistently. And Dennis Smith Jr. is a hooper, and I know he could go to Europe, learn the game a little bit better, and definitely become one of the top point guards out there. Because I'll take another I think, he could be a top, I think he could be the top point guard out there, honestly. It, it, I can't really say that because the game's completely, complete, like, completely different out there. They don't really jack ISO goals. In, term, in terms of highlights, bro. Oh, highlights, yeah, highlights, highlights too. But, like, I'll take another perfect example. Um, y'all remember a point guard named Isaiah Cannon? Yes. Yeah. He was in the league. Short. He was short. In the league, he played defense and was a good shooter, but kept on going team to team to team to team. Mm-hmm. He got up out of there, went to the Euro League, and now he solidified himself on the team in Greece and making money and one of the best scorers out there, best shooters out there, best three point shooters out there. But it's like sometimes, yes, like what Cal said is a major factor. Getting up and moving to across the water, different country, and potentially huge language barrier, even though like they speak English pretty well in Europe, it's hard. It's hard to do because now it's like you have to get up and leave everything you know. But it's just like, if you, if to me, especially because this is your job and you're not making, you're you're, you're not being consistent in your area, I think you should get up and just bet on yourself and leave. Shane Larkin. Shane Larkin is a perfect backup point guard at NBA, but kept on getting tossed from team to team. He went to four different teams in four years straight. And he said, you know (laughs) what? He said, nah, get me out of here. You know what? I'm going to bet on myself and go to Europe. And it's probably the best decision he ever made in his life. He's a two-time champion. And he's one of the highest paid players out there. And Shane Larkin is not no generational talent. Shane Larkin wasn't nah, even the best player far. But that's my point. He's like, And I agree with you. Dennis Smith Jr. could go over there and probably be the best point guard in the Euro League. But, so why, Chris why, why not bet on yourself? Chris Dunn, I think he's at that point where it's time to go over there. Chris, Chris Dunn, I feel like he should have been one over after he got traded. But away from that, he's not even. He's not even that. He bad. was. He was solid when he came saying, in. Like, Didn't he get hurt though? Yeah, he, yeah, he got hurt a lot. When you can't, when you can't have a nice rhythm on the yeah. court, and then you get you get injured, you're not gonna find anything. Mm-hmm. Even if like the Marcus because of the, I feel like he should go. Nah, nah, Boogie's nah, solid. Back. Nah, he's bro, he goes, the ego's big. too much. His ego it deserves he, to be there too. too much, de- his ego deserves. He deserves to have that ego. I'm sorry, he doesn't need to leave. And I think he still can play in the NBA. It's just teams don't want to give him a chance. He's getting blackballed. Yeah, at this point, that's the case. He, but he's also in the status of I made enough money to retire. Yeah, the dudes we're talking about, they're not at boogie status. No, because nah. boogie got a. I think he got a max. Well, not a max, but. He got. I think he got a one big contract. Big contract. Yeah, I think yeah. He got one pretty big contract. So he's good. But he's right. good. The dude like Cameron Payne, even as a Suns fan, I think he needs to go back over here overseas. <laughs> he doesn't know the game, bro. Cal's not even a Suns fan, and he can name his whole bag right now. Home fake, jab step, rip through, pull up three, miss. His pull up three is so bad. And then he does that. that shit is... He does that ugly ass scoop left hand layup that always gets punched yeah. on the glass, and then he has his floater. Yeah, that's his game. That's tough. 
Freaking what? Giannis, even Giannis's brother, he got a chip in the league, but he wasn't fully on the Lakers. But yeah, he got the chip with the Lakers and went overseas. He left. So he left because teams was was generally not giving him a shot, and I feel like they blackballed yeah. him because they he has the body of Giannis, and I know he could be just as good as Giannis. And I feel like the league was like, yeah, yeah. Nah, we're not having that. We don't need two of y'all, like because <laughs> Dallas, Dallas I'm like, had him, what? didn't barely played him. LA got him. Didn't play him. Now he's overseas. Didn't play him. Now he's overseas. Killing. But sometimes imagine, imagine he comes back in the league though, and he plays with Giannis, bro. Yeah, it'll probably be some crazy. But I don't know. There's just certain dudes that should just get up and go overseas to me. And like a dude who I, I I'm applauding for, and I'm glad he did it was um the backup point guard um got drafted like two three years ago, Carson Edwards from Boston. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. he went to Purdue. He was tough. He, yeah, he to was Purdue, tough. Right? He was tough, but they Boston put their money on the white backup point guard, the guy who went to Oregon. And I think I think Carson Edwards is way better than Pritchard. I feel like he's not. I think I think Pritchard plays better defense. But Carson is bow legged as shit. That's why. <laughs> Carson, his three point but, but, shot creating yeah, ability is crazy. I applaud him because Boston kept on sending him up and down, up and down, and not playing him when they brought him up. G League, he kills. Oh, let's bring him back up. Don't play him. He said, you know what? I'm going to go sign to a EuroLeague team. That's what he did. Yeah, I'm playing. Get your money, bro. Wasn't that wasn't just like Taco Falls? He was in that same. Taco like, didn't him and Taco. Taco's trash, bro. He's trash. His, his body's too big for him to develop properly. He's trash, bro. But, uh, let's, let's wrap it up here. I feel like that. You know, thanks for everybody for tuning in. And that's episode seven. Peace. Peace.